Hey everybody, welcome to Healing Together, a podcast and community that I have created in order to provide comfort, inspiration and healing. My name is Martin, I work as a counsellor and yoga teacher and I'm interested in the power of community and stories. And so me and my amazing friends will share with you some of the ordinary and extraordinary experiences that have shaped our lives, often talking about the struggles and finding a way to shine a light on some of the darker corners of your heart and your soul so that you can find a new kind of strength, practicing openness, kindness, and hopefully being able to be grateful for everything that comes your way. We are stronger together. Let's all find different ways to guide each other home to that place of peace and fulfillment. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18 of Healing Together. I've had quite a time since the last well, what ended up being three episodes that I shared with you over my dark night of the soul experience, going through the adoption and the Iron Man and that shitty, weird time with Will and what came out the other side of it. Um, it's been really therapeutic for me to delve into that stuff and rediscover some aspects of it that I might have, well, I did, I forgot, and realising how relevant some of those uh some of the parts of that experience are to my life now and it's been really really useful to to go over that and share it and have some feedback from those who were involved at the time and for the listeners who maybe weren't but have found it useful for them to hear what I had to say and so thank you all for listening and hearing me and and witnessing me um not necessarily always knowing who and who who is listening and what they've got to say um doesn't take away from the fact that I felt very heard and seen um just by sharing um and somebody who knows a lot about that is our guest for today's episode so we've got Ali Goldie back on the podcast and here she is hey Ali hello Thank you for coming back for this um, special episode, this special Christmas episode that we're going to do tonight. Um, how are you feeling today? I'm all right. It's been, I'm a little bit tired. We've had quite a busy weekend with small people and um, we're a little bit later recording because my child would not go to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. But no, generally all right quite looking forward to having this discussion because I think it's quite an important one and it resonates a lot with me as well well I'm really pleased that you were so uh willing to participate because I I really felt that I mean personally with Christmas I I like it uh I I enjoy having a break I generally don't work between Christmas and New Year and whether I've you know been single or now with Amram 
that they're very similar with Amram being Jewish. He tends not to get involved in many of the celebrations. And so I feel like I've got into quite a nice groove with my Christmas, but it is a bit unusual. You know, I, I, I do it my way. And I think that's why it's probably always something that I look forward to. Hmm. Uh, but I, I, you know, I was really keen to do this particular recording tonight at this time as people are probably about to go into their two weeks off. Um, and I, I, I particularly know with experiences with clients that this can be a really hard time, mm. a pressurized time, loads of expectation. Um, and I've I got think- some thoughts. Go on, sorry. sorry I was just going to say that I think it's interesting how you say that you do it you don't do it in the sort of traditional way but you really enjoy it and I think the important thing there is that you can give yourself that permission to do it your way and enjoy it and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is that they don't want to do it the traditional way but they can't give themselves the permission not to yeah square pegs yeah. and round holes come to mind well yeah and I <laughs> have I always done it that way uh I don't actually know now I'm thinking about it but I I just feel that if I'm going to turn up to some event around Christmas that I've been invited to and deep down I don't really want to be there I just feel like I'm not acting with integrity and because my face can't lie and I, I, it just shows if I'm, if I'm not engaged and that, that is, you know, a blessing in disguise in many ways, because it, it is hard to say, oh, actually, you know what, I, I just don't feel like doing that or I'm not up for that or actually I, I need some time on my own over this holiday. Mm. Um, it, it is hard, but I suppose, you know, me and you doing the job that we do, we must act with integrity and be genuine and honest, even if it is hard. And maybe the work that we do helps me in finding my own voice with Christmas and therefore makes it pleasurable because I'm I'm attending to my own needs before I go out there and attend to everybody else's. Yeah, I think I probably agree with that because I think I see how much it hurts other people to not be doing what they want and to not to be you know I mean I've certainly felt some pressure this year um which we can go into but yeah I think seeing how much it hurts other people to not do what they want to do you think I can't do that to myself as well and you know I've got to practice what I preach and yeah and lots of permission giving and and I think you know the more that we um well practice what we preach then the more other people start to I think because you and I I think we both work in quite an open we bring quite a lot of ourselves to the sessions with clients so I think you know when we can show that we're doing it it brings a lot of validation for them and and that sort of example setting and rather than sitting there going oh yeah me too I had a terrible time and wasn't it awful Uh uh-huh yeah yeah just adding that additional um but showing yeah. that it can be done can't, isn't it yeah you know sort of yeah. going well actually this is some, like whoa don't believe people actually did that you know I think what I had a conversation with a client the other day I can't remember whether it was me or the client that said it probably me but um about this 
wish for Christmas to be to tell everyone to fuck off. <laughs> and actually, I thought, I said, just do it. Tell everyone, because they said something about, <laughs> I just wish that all I could do is stay at home and tell everyone to fuck off. And I thought, why not? <laughs> yeah, give yourself that gift. Honestly, I think it would be so beneficial. I think that's what everyone should take away from this, is just go and tell that everyone to fuck off. Quick. What? <laughs> I said that's was done. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone to fuck off. Merry Christmas. Good night. Absolutely. <laughs> With some jingle balls and the... Jingle balls. It's so <laughs> funny, right? Like, um, I, I have this idyllic evening here, which, to be honest, after the week I've had, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm relishing in it. But I've done all of my Christmas decorations. The house is clean. I have three exhausted dogs all lying on their... Ali, I'm going to show you. Uh, everyone who's uh, listening, um, you won't be able to see, but oh. I'm sure Pippa lying on her back. And then we've got Pasha here, <laughs> also lying on his back, looking like he's drugged. Um, and I don't know where Chase has gone. Um, he kind of alternates between going between the fire and his bed. Um, <laughs> like he has too much of a good thing by staring into the flames. But no, I'm feeling very, very festive tonight. And... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into uh, some of the common things that people struggle with over Christmas. That I'm hoping that the listeners will be able. Well, anyone who's listening who needs to be heard and seen for some of their um, difficulties with Christmas, I'll go through that list in a moment. Um, but for me, certainly this Christmas, I. I'm and you know I'm a massive practitioner of gratitude but I feel more than ever this year that certainly where we were last year and kind of the year before like during the pandemic um, I feel that it's really important to recognize what there is to be grateful for what there is to appreciate about life now versus how it has been at points during this year and in the last couple of years and there's no big dramas this year for us. You know, we're, we're in a, a pretty comfortable routine. We've got some exciting things to look forward to over the next couple of years. Some big problems that we've had, you know, feel like they're not as, uh, they're not consuming as much of our energy as they might have previously Um you know, I, I sit here tonight. I've got the fire on. I've I live in a beautiful place. It's been a fucking nightmare this week with the cold. If the cold air could have found any more holes in this house, I yeah. I mean, it it, it it's been a challenge. I lost the house keys yesterday, which was very dramatic. Uh, Amram is frightened of like security issues in the house. We almost had an argument and he said to me on his way up the stairs I'm going upstairs because I don't want to argue and I was like yes I'm grateful for that you've learned to manage your stress to the point that you don't need to fight about it like you know there's there's been a lot going on this week but as I sit here tonight and I considered this podcast I thought there's so many different things that I could say that I want to be better and that you know I wish were different but there's also loads of things that are going well. And mm. that feels like the gift I'm going to 
give myself over Christmas that I'm going to, whenever I feel any kind of anxiety, any stress, any pressure, I'm going to say, well, actually, what is going well? Because there's a lot, you know, and, and, and mm. folk dead, you know, and um, I suppose like in the US, you know, they have Thanksgiving. Well, I'm going to give thanks to the things in my life that are already done, you know, not, not striving, not not trying to look forward too much. Actually, just pay attention to what's already passed mm-hmm. and, and is going well because it certainly puts me in a better frame of mind to deal with the day ahead than that kind of depleted negative attitude. Yeah, and I think it's interesting actually when you were talking because I I often have quite a um I'm not a massive fan of like gratitude practice because I think if it's not done right it can be very discounting for people's struggles um, and it can sort of lean a bit towards toxic positivity. But I think what you, what I hear that you're saying is um, like things are good enough. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of good enough of like yeah. things, you know, things are, things are all right. They're okay. We don't need to constantly keep trying or keep bettering. Like I hate this whole, we must be better. We must be positive and chirpy and whatever it is and it's like no actually things can just be all right right now and that's kind of what I hear you saying um you know recognizing the progress where things have gone on in the last 12 months um recognizing that because I think you know it's really important to put things in perspective as well or people can feel that um you know again I often get clients that maybe feel like um they haven't made that much progress and then you look back through sometimes I sit with them and read through their notes and stuff and you think and then they're like oh fuck yeah like I've made so much progress and I think it's so important to recognize that progress and give yourself the credit for it um so yeah I think I think it's a nice place to be sat in thinking do you know what things are all right right now you know and there are many things that aren't and uh, mm. you know I- in my, you know, egotistical, can't deal with the difficulties of life state of mind would say that I need them to be sorted before I can actually say that I am grateful. But that's the whole fucking problem, you know? Mm. And I, I truly, like, deal with that challenge every day. Like, right now, I'll, I'll detail three. Th- I'll just detail three. There are many. But, like, there's a television cord there that we can't hide. And it's very neat around the hat that's pissing me off as you look up there you can see the square um unpainted plaster that was done from our leaking bathroom this summer and it's really annoying me because it's next to the lovely christmas tree and i can i'm gonna have to paint that this week um you know what's that two things uh Oh, there's a rug there that I need to replace. And I've tried to replace it all week, but the ice and the snow has prevented me from getting out of here. So I can't, you know, and like, I know the me of three, four years ago would have not been able to sit here and enjoy tonight. And I would have been stressing over these things and needing them to be done so I could have the perfect Christmas living room. Well, it's fucking bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. it's bullshit. And like, and that's, that's so relevant. Yeah. That's so relevant to Christmas though, isn't it? Because it's that, you know, people strive for it to be perfect. 
And, you know, for a start, perfect does not exist. It's, it's an no. absolute impossible task. But why this day or this season or these few days or whatever have to be perfect? And how can it be perfect if you're doing things that you don't want to do with people that you don't want to see? Um, and this, yeah, this sort of stressing yourselves out to get these things done, you know, to paint the patch on the ceiling or to fix this wire or this rug. Just... I'm clearly not that bothered. I would have done it in the last mm. six months, right? Yeah. But then because of Christmas, yeah. but then this idea of Christmas needing to be perfect is suddenly making you think, well, I need to get this done. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a good example of this insane pressure that people, I don't even think people give it to themselves. I think, you know, it's society. It's it's awful because it's shoved down yeah. our throats. And and what I think is shoved down our throats, particularly around Christmas, is that there's only one way of doing it. And that's a big family get together, yeah. everyone happy, everyone has got loads of presents that you can't afford, you know. And it, any other alternative option is not good enough or if you don't want that or can't have that then you're in some way failing yeah. it's certainly something that I've really noticed maybe it was a couple of weeks ago I sort of felt why am I feeling this pressure around Christmas like what is it and it was this because I don't have a big family get together and I don't even have my kids until three o'clock on Christmas day and mm. this feeling and then I couldn't be bothered to kind of I didn't want to stress myself out in the lead up to and on the day to do some sort of extravagant meal that I know the kids aren't going to bloody want to eat anyway. <laughs> and I thought, why bother? And then, you know, this sense that I kind of wanted to do it. So Boxing Day was like our Christmas, but then I haven't been able to get a load of family together to do it. So it's kind of not happening. And then this sense that I was like failing at Christmas. And I thought, what is this? And it's this pressure that there's only one way to do it. And that one way isn't actually an option for me because I don't have a big family that are all going to get together. And yeah, like, no, it, just, it doesn't work like that. But then this feeling, like I say, underneath that you're not doing it right. Yeah. And you can't do it right because of your circumstances. And so that's your fault. And so feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, but what I was in the spirit of what Christmas ought to be about yeah but then I was really able to sit with that and go well it's not a fucking option for me and actually interestingly for me because I'm not I almost felt like I should be more sad that I'm not having this uh, wonderful uh, family Christmas but it's like yeah, yeah okay but probably just societally I feel like that would be lovely it's not something I've ever done because when we when I grew up it was just immediate, like literally parents and siblings. There was no other family got involved. It was never particularly enjoyable. And then, but obviously in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, that would be lovely if it did happen. Um, yeah. I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. I've gone out of my head. What was it? Uh, you said something about... Oh, yeah, was no, so... This idea that um, I should want it more. And like, because I did think, well, there is so much more I could plan because I've really planned, bugger all, um, to actually do sort of Christmas Day afternoon and Boxing Day. And I sort of felt, should I be putting more effort in? Or should I be more bothered that like, I'm going to be on my own on Christmas Day until three o'clock? And like, I really couldn't give a fuck. 
Like, yeah. I generally, I'll probably get up, I'll probably go for a run, have a bath, have a nice time. <laughs> like, I'm not bothered <laughs> because Christmas isn't particularly, I like the festive season. I like the twinkly lights and stuff. Yeah. I am not, I don't buy into a lot of the materialism I really don't buy into it like I get people presents but I get as few people as possible presents I don't go mad I don't spend loads of money I put some decorations up I don't go mad like I don't stress myself out around it um I get annoyed at like how busy life gets with all the different things that are happening like that irritates me I think it takes the joy out of it but generally like I don't dislike Christmas but I also don't really give a fuck so I'm not buying into it and therefore I'm not bothered that I'm not but then other people kind of like oh that's so sad do you want to come to my house no oh, I really yeah. don't want to go to your house actually <laughs> I'd rather just have a lie-in and chill out and I'll be fine like I'm not <laughs> I'm not sat crying into a fucking mince pie and you know what for those who are like that's okay too right like it's yeah. great that you're able to you know, have enough self-esteem that you can make that decision to go against the grain and and check your response that actually isn't your own, but, you know, your conditioned response, which says that you should feel shit about it. And, you know, I think that there will be a lot of people who this is a time where that stuff does all get, like, stuff does get triggered from their, mm-hmm. from their past or you know their inability to move away from the conditioning and they really do believe that shit because it's it's everywhere you know what I mean if you've got anything to to feel alone at Christmas time if you you know don't have the privilege of lots of loving well lots of love around you um you know I'm wondering how yeah, I'm wondering what we can say to those people who might be sitting, not able to mm. defend against some of that, um, like, internalised judgment about this should be different. You yeah. Know? Well, I think, actually, you know, when you're talking, I think even probably last year, but definitely a few years ago, I would have really struggled with it. And I would have felt that I'm not good enough or that I'm not you know, feeling very, very sorry for myself. So I can completely understand where people would. And and yeah, I think that's really important to to recognise that a lot of people potentially will be. And I think, I think what I would say is that, like, it's all right. It's just, I think a lot of reality checking is needed that, you know, we're being told over and over again in kind of every capacity of life, there is one way of doing it and this is how it should be. And that's just not true. And even if you're not enjoying it, if it's bringing up difficult memories or if it's bringing up difficult relationships or all this kind of stuff, like that's all right. Just be really, really nice to yourself. And even if you're sat there being really sad, you'll be okay. You know, it's, it's sort of, it can be a really triggering time for people. Um, but it's no relation to you. Like it doesn't reflect on you at all as a person. If you're not, if you're on your own or if you're with people um, that you find it difficult to be around, you know, I think that's really important for people to, you know, have that permission to say no, have that permission to leave 
if you know they're being forced to spend time with people that they don't want to you know we really don't have to do any of these things so I think take a bit of ownership over what we're agreeing to do and not do because there's a huge amount of pressure to join in and do things um and yeah I think if, if you're feeling really sad sort of just just go with it but really consciously tell yourself you know this doesn't mean I have failed in life it doesn't mean I'm a bad person it doesn't mean anything just because like I say like I said earlier you know I love the idea of having a big family Christmas of loads of people around but a it sounds exhausting <laughs> and b I don't have that situation and that's okay um yeah but I get the work it takes to be able to be there and say that that's okay. And probably Christmas morning, I will have a little bit of a like, oh, right. But yeah. I'll be all right, you know? And it's just, that's where I'm at at the moment. And I don't know what next year will be like, but it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That that reminds me of what we were saying just before we came on the call, you know, and and caught up before we came on this recording about it's often what we think and feel about what we think and feel mm -hmm. that is the and actually if you can allow yourself to have your thoughts and have your feelings about what are going on then there can be a sense of ease created there and and actually not only honoring that for yourself but doing whatever you need to do in order to have that honoured by other people. So I like, I'm a big fan of making up a little white lie about why you not might be able to go to something or do something, because if it makes you feel so incredibly uncomfortable to do that thing and telling the truth about that is going to cause harm to another, then say something like, do you know what? I don't feel very well. I need to go home because actually you're not mentally well. And that's really important. But if people don't get that, then don't elaborate and say, Do you know what? I don't feel well. I've got a sore tummy. If you're anxious, you probably will have a sore tummy. If you're feeling stressed, you've probably got a sore neck. You know, mm -hmm. like just do what you need to do to honor how you think and feel and try your best not to resist that and put yourself under pressure to perform, to turn up, to 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 to, to feel trapped that that you can't let yourself be as you are whatever that might be um yeah and I, suppose, I suppose I'm I'm testament to the many years of practicing doing what feels right for me in a compassionate way for others that actually you can have a lovely Christmas your way mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to understand as well I think that's such a good point and yeah I mean as long as you're being honest with yourself doesn't really matter if you're honest with other people a migraine is a particularly good excuse because it needs no build-up you don't need to have pretended earlier on that you were a uh yes yes um, and also quite varied in terms of intensity so and everyone knows how horrible they can be so you got to just get out of it but um yeah I think that's a really good point about um giving yourself that permission to do what's right for you and to turn up, you know, for yourself in whatever way that looks. If it sounds you like know, I'm farting, by the way, I'm not. It's my dog snoring. <laughs> oh, oh, bless him. 
<laughs> the kindest, sweetest dog. We can fart all he bloody likes. Uh, um, oh, yes. Um, oh, God, something just slipped my mind then. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, I want to read a poem in a moment about about that just allowing yourself to be as you are recognizing that today is just one day all of that kind of stuff but before i do that i wanted to just touch upon some of the other things that me and you might not have picked up on about what listeners might be struggling with mm -hmm. um we could speak to those things before um before i read about that poem and so i've just taken this from mind.org.uk excuse me and it talks here about some of the pressures of Christmas and what it can mean for different people and why, it, you know, why it can be a hard time. Um, and it's broken down into several categories and God, there's loads. So if anybody's struggling with one or several of these things, then, you know, well, I'm, I'm sending you lots of love and kindness because, um, you know, money worries mm. that, you know, Christmas can be really expensive and worrying about money can, and does, especially this year with the financial crisis um, in courts. Um, you know, it's it's going to be felt more than ever this time. And, you know, it's not just about not having enough money, but timings of payments, mm -hmm. obviously the crisis, things being closed, extra pressure to spend money. And if you're going to be letting people down, you know, that can be a real... And I was thought. having, I was talking to a friend actually earlier today who was saying that, um, you know, there was various things going on that was just like, it's just so expensive, you know, this Christmas party and a kid's thing or a work's do and you've got to pay for your own meal and et cetera, et cetera. And I think, although, you know, it's not always that simple, but I think, again, you know, it's so important for people to um, give yourself that permission not to spend the money you know and not to get feel sucked into getting the best thing and the new thing or buying for your friend's mate's dog or whatever it is you know I culled my list of things right down um and I mean last year like for the kids I think I spent about 10 pound on them both in charity shops got them loads of stuff that they absolutely loved you know, and I think, you know, there's, there's other ways around it. And I know it's quite late for that. You know, most people have probably done a lot of their shopping, but I think it's that some people I I have found with um, through work, noticing that people feel like their gift is a reflection of how much they care for that person or how much they, um, if they're good enough like showing that they're good enough by getting the right thing and, and really worrying about what they've got people. They spent enough money. They were thoughtful enough. They, I mean, it, what a pressure. Huge amounts of pressure and stress and, um, yeah. And I know it takes work and, and um, a lot of kind of self-belief and, and worth, but to really try and not, give that to yourself because yes okay a lot of it comes from society but you're the one that's taking it on and just you don't need to you know you can say no to these things and say I'm not buying into all of this pressure and stress that it you know it 
it's unfair to expect people. And actually, if a friendship, it makes me think a bit of what Amram said previously on the podcast that, you know, if somebody does base their how much, you know, you love them and respect them and everything on the gift, well, they're not the right person for you. And I think you could just tell them to fuck off. Hey, back to what was probably going to be the whole uh, answer to everything <laughs> that people were struggling with that we identified at the beginning. <laughs> it's not going well, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> no, no relationship or friendship or family member is worth it if they're going to feel badly of you, if you didn't get the right present or spend enough money or anything like that. You know, that they are not the person that you need to be. So if you find yourself stressing about that, you know, reflect on what that relationship is for you and whether that is actually an indication of something else, really. Yeah, and you know what, actually, the privilege, um, privilege, I don't know if privilege is the right word, I'm going to hold that word, but the ability, the possibility to disappoint someone in your life for me, is directly proportional to the quality of the relationship that you have with them. The if there is capacity in a relationship to be disappointed by the other or them be disappointed in you, actually, for me, that and I'm not saying go around and just disappoint everyone in your life, you know, that that's too extreme, but the fact that you can and that they still love you and appreciate you is for me like a real sign of the strength of that relationship whereas it being so conditional on you performing well as a family member as a as a friend for me you're you're on dodgy ground there you know to be able your life isn't perfect and you're gonna fuck up sometimes yeah and I suppose in the same same um line of that is that if a relationship can't hold disappointment then it's not it was never a strong enough relationship in the first place you know and when I say relationship I mean any friendship family whatever um yeah yeah, like if it's going to fall apart because of a bit of disappointment that's not right and Glennon Doyle talks about actually um disappointment is can be really positive because if you think of the word disappointment it's made of of dis and a point and if you're constantly appointing everybody else then they are the way in which you kind of value yourself and so it can be a really positive thing to disappoint somebody else because by the virtue of doing that you're appointing yourself for your worthiness Mm. and it's a sign of your self-worth of your self-esteem that you have the capacity to disappoint somebody else and still feel good in yourself or at least that you're going to practice that that's interesting and that reminds me of because I think another thing that people actually find stressful is the need to like what you have been given um, I know sometimes I get quite anxious about what if they give me something that I really don't like. But as a child, I quite often got given presents that I really didn't like and did not feel able to say. I used to hide them in cupboards and things like that and just get sad, feel like I hadn't got anything. But so I was yeah. Christmas shopping with my daughter um, on Saturday, yesterday, and um, we were getting something for her sister. 
And she was having a right strop because basically she wanted what we were getting for her sister. And anyway, we eventually, I'm going to make it sound like I'm the most like earth mother. There was stropping from my point as well. Before we got to this point, it did have a bit of an, uh, yeah, found it very annoying. But eventually, eventually, I can't remember how we came onto the conversation, but she said something about, what if people give me something I don't like? I don't like it when people give me something I don't like. Like she said, I feel really, or she said, I get really jealous of her sister getting stuff that she likes because then she finds it really difficult. And anyway, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but I ended up saying to her, I was like, you know, you are completely allowed to say if you don't like a present. And I said, because you are a lot you know you deserve to get something that you like and that's fine if it can be returned or something there is no problem at all and actually what you're doing is you're letting the other person learn more about you and uh, you're letting them see you more if you just say that you like it how are they going to get you something that you like next time yeah and Uh, presumably they want to because they're buying a gift for you but if they don't know then they're going to guess you know, it's like this teaching people how to treat you feels like such a privilege or even like can be offensive. But actually yeah. the right people want you to let them know how to love you the best. Save them yeah. guessing. It's like boundaries and everything. You know, the right people will respect your boundaries and the wrong people won't. And I just think people, you know, children particularly, but lots of people as well get have this sense that you're supposed to be so grateful for what you've been given and like you're just so lucky you know what you should just appreciate it and say thank you to granny for getting you this hideous jumper that you don't want and be happy about it and what's that teaching people it's like I know it's completely okay to say do you know what actually can we return this because I'd much rather get something else or I don't want to waste your money anyway because I'm not going to use it and it's just, you know, it's not, you know, because I've, I've got this kind of internal judgment going on here that me and you might sound a bit like, well, you just say whatever you fucking want and fuck everybody else. Like, <laughs> you can't live life like that. But there's something very real about that um, uh, belief that you can never speak up about what's not right for you because yeah. it might upset else to the point that in the most recent episode that I shared you know I was perfectly happy to I mean truly happy mentally anyway my feelings were telling me different happy to accept you know a half an hour phone call every few days of the person that I really loved and was going to build a life with because that was better than nothing and I better not upset him by saying that I oh you know and I think if you're just able to know that if you can speak up about those things that aren't right for you, then you can make a choice as to whether or not you're going to, you know, kind of suck it up because sometimes we need to every now and again. Yeah. But don't let that be the default option because Mm -hmm. you're going to end shitty situations and kids need to know that more than ever. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And yeah, obviously, absolutely, I agree that, you know, you're not going to turn around to every single person who gives you a present that you don't like and say, actually, this is rubbish. And, um, you know, I think, and I think, yeah, when you were talking then, I think actually a lot of the problems with Christmas in general and the, the pressure it puts on is these bigger, these, um, these like deeper meanings, these bigger, bigger stories, because 
again, you know, looking at boundaries, how many people let their boundaries be completely shat on over Christmas, doing things that they don't want to do, having people in your house that you don't want to have, having people outstay their welcomes, treating people badly or not respecting people, whatever it is, you know, people's own boundaries, going to events that they don't want to go to, spending money they don't want to spend, that, you know, the whole sort of Christmas, um, it, it can really shit on a lot of these things around around boundaries around self-worth because obviously it's a lot of self-worth to be able to say that you don't like a gift um but I think as well you know going back to what you said earlier about um you know just knowing it within yourself even if or, or sort of how you feel about how you feel being the problem let's say you get given a gift that you don't like okay you don't necessarily have to tell them but you can the the problem with feeling about how you're feeling if you feel therefore awful and ungrateful and like a terrible person because you don't like a gift that's the issue but if you tell yourself in your own head like it's all right that I don't like this do you know what I'll re-gift it to someone or I'll you know give it to a charity or whatever it is you know you don't have to voice it to anyone else but knowing it within yourself and knowing that you are worth it and you're not ungrateful or anything like that because you don't like the thing yes yeah, and that, that's where that strength comes from acknowledging how you feel, allowing it to move through you, and then you get to make a choice on the other side. And I think this is the big problem with like the whole snowflake culture and everything like that. It's like, oh, I can't possibly be offended. I must speak up about everything that's bothering me. And, mm. um, you know, negative reaction to that because it is about being sensitive and being aware of your feelings. But you don't always have to vocalise them. You don't always have to do something with them as long as you do with yourself. And that's where the resilience to emotional discontent comes in, that you're just acknowledging it yourself and saying how I feel is okay. Mm. And I've got to talk about what I do with that, much like how, you know, whenever other thoughts and feelings about your thoughts and feelings come in, if you try to shut them down and appease everybody else, you're like the opposite of a snowflake. You're a doormat. Mm. And it's just about being able to honour how you think and feel and let that be the right thing for you. Then you get to choose what to do with that in line with your values, the people that are around you. And it does it all the difference yeah and I think actually that the more you can value and appreciate your own thoughts and feelings the less you actually need to vocalize it and you can often just sort it yourself whether it's something that you need or you know and obviously it's going to completely depend on the the situation in the relationship like with a really close relationship maybe it would be important to say actually you've, you've got this a bit wrong this isn't something that and going back to what we said you know the right relationship can tolerate that um but yeah, absolutely. It's the, the more important thing is to um, to feel it yourself and and to to know it within you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've moved away from your list. What was that? What else was on this list? Okay, it's okay. So the first one. So I'm going to share this list. It's from Mind.org UK. Christmas and mental health issues. And I'll put it in the show notes. So why Christmas time is hard. So money worries, practical issues. I'll tell you what, Ali, I'm going to list these things. Uh And for anybody who's listening, they can visit this and and receive the support from the website. But just if we've got anything to add about either of the, any of these particular areas um, that that we we can touch upon. So 
money worries we we touched on that uh we went into their practical issues so kind of having children not having children moving like people and presence around from one place to the other um also people who aren't around so missing loved ones i'm gonna say something about that um loneliness so again we touched upon that earlier on difficult situations and relationships society in the outside world uh, it mentions here about christmas and the coronavirus pandemic less of an issue this year for most people um access to support and services being limited um so i mean i know well you and i talked just before ali about how we're both in um legal wranglings at the moment for for different reasons and i'd mentioned how it was a relief that my solicitor wasn't going to be doing anything about my situation until after the new year um so that's kind of a positive that you know the access to that service isn't available but obviously if people are dependent on other support and services for their safety for their well-being um well even you know, that, like with counselors you know people not being able yeah. to contact their counselor for knowing that there's going to be it's going to be potentially quite a difficult time for them and they're not going to have that therapy to to keep them going through it yes yeah and oh god yeah and sometimes that can be a positive you know and again i don't always go want to go down this finding a positive route it, it is my mentality and i live by that but not in a toxic way i <laughs> ali's sticking a tongue out at me there um but you know actually i often work with clients on this is a really great test for you to be able to put into practice some of these ways that you manage yourself in the ways that you and i work on and you know I personally, I don't know about you, Ali, this is given a bit of insight into my service and my, my practice. But I say to people, you know, this is a job and I do need to take time off and I value my personal space. But actually, this is also a time where you might need this more than you ever need. And while I can't be an on-call service, if you really feel during this time that you need just that comforting text message as long as you're able to wait for me to respond because I don't want to put myself under the pressure to do that while I'm off work know that you're not alone that you can reach out and often and I would say 95% of the time just knowing that that is there is enough for people to not need to do that mm. you know um yeah I say a very similar thing I say to people that you know you can reach out <clears throat> just don't I can't guarantee how quickly I can respond, but absolutely, if you if you need to reach out, do. Um, you know, I'm, again, I'm I'm not on call. I'm not an emergency service. So then, it gives me that ability to be able to respond as and when it's comfortable for me, um, and when I've got the sort of space without the pressure that I need to. But you know, again, like, I agree with you that it, it allows people that feeling that you are there. You know, you're not saying I'm I'm not here for you in this time. You know, I am here for you. I just respect my own boundaries that I don't know yeah. I can't give you any guarantees of sort of when and it, you know it's 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 both um helping the client in trusting them to be okay without you being there on call but also let well not but and also letting them know that if that feels too much for them 
that they have permission to acknowledge their own feelings and mm. thoughts, getting in touch and verbalizing those through a text message, through a voice note, through an email. And to be honest, that's often enough because as we've said repeatedly through this particular podcast, like it's it, as long as you are honoring what's going on for you in your mind and in your heart, that's the most important thing. And um, yeah, that feels really important to say actually. Um, yeah, it does. I think, yeah, because I think that's one of the biggest problems around Christmas, isn't it? That people aren't doing what's right for themselves. They're not, yeah. they're not honoring what is right for them whether it's to do with practicalities whether it's to do with finances whether it's to do with who they're spending their time with you know all of the things in that list basically that if you can honor what's right for you within all those aspects of that list it you know it actually removes a lot of those problems yeah yeah it's it's bearable it may even be enjoyable you know Mm. part of honoring yourself is not just attending to what's not right but it's actually moving towards what is yeah <laughs> that's maybe where the enjoyment comes the connection the you know the true meaning of Christmas really yeah in fact you know out of the things that you read the thing that struck me the most that was more kind of poignant to myself was um around difficult sort of family situations and relationships so um as I mentioned when I was on the podcast before now I'm divorced so that's always quite difficult um with children when you know I'm not going to get to do the Christmas Eve thing with them I don't get Christmas morning with them this year um there are elements of that that I don't mind (laughs) not getting up at half past four or whatever (laughs) time they're going to come crashing through but you know it's sad and it it, although you know I've sat here and I've said you know I'm fine with it and that kind of thing and, and I am but it doesn't mean I enjoy it it doesn't mean that I wouldn't rather it was different you know, yes. and it's certainly, I've certainly, because although I know it's something that we'll probably discuss again in the podcast around um, things with my relationship, although I've felt so much better out of the relationship, actually something that I've noticed in the past few weeks is a longing for the family unit, which yeah. is interesting because it's not something I've ever been particularly, I've always felt very empowered being divorced and and being a sort of single mother but around Christmas it does have quite a stark um I don't know it feels like a bit of a hole and I think that that can be something I think single parents can have a lot of struggles around Christmas because you're either kind of trying to do it all with one person which is quite stressful or you've got blended families or you've got you know more sort of pickups drop-offs you know I have to see my ex-husband on Christmas day because he'll be dropping the kids off and I'd rather not um all these different dynamics that I think can be really difficult and I think going back to what we've said earlier the only kind of advice or sort of thing that I can uh, sort of really say to people is is just to just know that it is what it is you know I can't I'm trying not to sort of overly stress about it I'm trying not to get too I'm not I'm not quashing my feelings around it I'm not sort of um trying to just push them to the side and not feel any of it but there's there's nothing I can do about it either you know um 
it's never going to be a situation where we're going to have Christmases together again. And like, mm-hmm. it, there's no point in sort of thinking, oh, I wish, you know, we could be one of those, I don't know, unicorn separated families that they get together in these times still and all of that, you know, it's not going to happen ever. So, but I think it is important to, um, to know that there's tons of people out there that will be struggling with um, being separated from children or, other loved ones and I suppose the same as when children grow up and they might start to go to there might be a year when they go to their husband or wife or partner's family and not with you that year and you've Mm -hmm. maybe not experienced that before you know you've maybe always had people there but then you know you're suddenly becoming these older ones that people aren't at your house and a bit of empty nest syndrome and all these sorts of things that I think there can be you know quite often I suppose with my personal experience with Christmas I think about people having to spend time with people they don't want to but actually there can be a lot of times where people are not spending time with people that they do want to or uh, like when you were saying you were going to touch on about death as well you know they don't have to just be in a different place they might actually not be here at all yeah yeah and that yeah and thank you for sharing all of that because I'm certain that that will resonate with lots of you know first of all separated families single parent families you know these challenges and you know there's lots of that that goes on and and managing these challenges is 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 always difficult and requires sensitivity and compassion to both you and everyone around you and it's just really tricky and sometimes there isn't a right solution but as long as you're trying your best to get it right you know that that just has to be enough um and that whole thing about honoring your feelings it doesn't mean that it's not hard but it's easier if you accept that it's hard yeah and somehow you can kind of move into the truth of the situation with a bit more ease if you aren't resisting it and trying for it to be something different you know um and that that whole thing with moving on to the um, people who are no longer here, uh, again, you know, on this podcast, I'm not operating as I would necessarily therapeutically with the person sitting next to me. It can feel a bit advice giving. And, you know, I'm, I'm just giving my personal perspective and, and my story. Um, but I find one of the things that's really helpful about when people aren't here anymore that are important to you and there were traditions and rituals that were part of that person being here it's not that it can't uh, it's not that it isn't painful and sad and and lots of different emotions that come with um, perhaps honoring those traditions those rituals there can be tears and it can also be really heartwarming to honour that person through those traditions and rituals that you might have had with them. And <clears throat> I know personally, one of the things that was really important for me to um, continue, and I didn't do it for the first few years after my mum passed, but it was opening a present on Christmas Eve. So when there were presents under the Christmas tree, I often found that just due to circumstances in our life like that me and my mum would often be sitting when everyone else had gone to bed or maybe you know some of the older siblings weren't back in from their nights out or whatever um and we would be sitting with the presents and she would always sit and we we had this kind of like um child this 
amazing childlike connection for all the reasons that we did. And she would, you know, quite kind of naughtily say, why don't we open a present, you know, just one and it can be ours. Um, And it was such a special moment. And, and so I still do that now, you know, whether I'm on my Ram Rams at home or whatever, uh, I always open a present on Christmas Eve to continue that tradition. And I didn't do it for a while because it wasn't comfortable but I wanted to bring her back into my Christmases, even though she's not here on the physical plane anymore. And that now feels like an honouring of mm. my with her. Um, one of the other things was that she always loved rum butter on toast. And I can't, I think it was on Christmas Eve that we would probably do that too. But I just do it at some point over Christmas and it always kind of connects me to her. And yeah. like I said, for a while, that was something that didn't feel right to do um, and was maybe too painful to do. But honouring that then and honouring that now because of how I feel and think as the years have gone on feels really important to let people know that, you know, it's um, these things are just there and, wow. and they matter. It feels very much about like moving towards, doesn't it? Rather than moving away, rather than trying to sort of avoid the uncomfortable feelings. Actually, if you move towards them, they can be a lot less difficult. Um, You know, I was reading something the other day about talking about deal with emotions like water and if they can flow and if you can feel them in the moment and you can um, allow them to be they flow and they move past but actually if you try and not then it's like a dam and it, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up until it becomes uncontrollable and I thought that was quite a good analogy to sort of describe how it is better to feel the uncomfortable emotions in the in the present. One thing that I just thought of when you were talking then about um, death around Christmas is that um, just to quickly touch on I think just with death in general that um, it can be very difficult for people to find things actually easier, can bring a lot of guilt. And um, I know I had, um, I was speaking to somebody who was actually finding Christmas easier because elderly parents weren't around anymore. That Actually the last few um, Christmases have been quite stressful and difficult and, and just sort of saying, you know, that's okay as well. If you're, if, you know, you don't need to feel guilty because, it's actually a bit easier to do Christmas your way without having to appease other people that are maybe finding it, making it more stressful. Yeah, yeah, and and making it more stressful due to reasons that are beyond their control too, you know? It's like, oh yeah, it doesn't mean that, you yeah. know, you're not were, sad and, and that, you know, they would like them there. They sort of said they'd like them there, but not how it was in the last few years. Yeah. Um, that them excuse me i'm just changing the logs on the fire i don't want it to um i don't want it to go out uh you know in a way it's kind of honoring the people in a different way that's saying you know what i'm glad that you're no longer here suffering in the way that you were during that time and now i can honor you and my relationship with you by celebrating christmas as you would have liked you weren't struggling in the way that you were when you were still here mm. and yeah, okay that requires a level of belief in that person's energy still remaining even though they've passed on like in, in whichever way you consider that to be but it if you feel able to 
and guilt is the only thing that's stopping you, then, you know, just drop into that and let it, let it be something that might just with some difficult emotions, but also might just feel comforting in mm. some way, you know, kind of, I don't know, in a way, say fuck off to the guilt and just do what you need to do because it might feel good. <laughs> yeah. I know that you, you know, again, going back to that idea of what you deserve and what you're worth and, you know, you're allowed to have it. You're allowed to enjoy it. Just it's, it doesn't take away from your worthiness to have a nice Christmas just because you're enjoying it because people aren't actually there anymore that you're needing to um, organize basically. Yeah, yeah. Let it flow. That water kind mm. of. I think it's just it's the pressure, isn't it, with Christmas? Just this insane pressure to be, to do, to have, to enjoy. <clears throat> all it, of these things that take you away from yourself. It's it's it. The, Christmas is like a microcosm of the pressures of of life, actually. Mm capitalist mm-hmm. patriarchal society absolutely yeah. um you know just fucking all of that off and giving yourself what you need is the most beautiful and perfect thing that you can do um i'm going to share this poem now because mm-hmm. that's a, what it what it talks about um so my wonderful client tonight um told me about this lovely poem poem yeah a piece I'm not really sure if it's a poem but anyway it doesn't matter this piece of writing by Laura Ding Edwards and it's called if the mountain seems too big today then climb a hill instead and it begins that way so if the mountain seems too big today then climb a hill instead if the morning brings you sadness it's okay to stay in bed if the day ahead weighs heavy and your plans feel like a curse, there's no shame in rearranging. Don't make yourself feel worse. If a shower stings like needles and a bath feels like you'll drown, if you haven't washed your hair for days, don't throw away your crown. A day is not a lifetime. A rest is not defeat. Don't think of it as failure, just a quiet, kind retreat. It's okay to take a moment from an anxious, fractured mind. The world will not stop turning while you get realigned. The mountain will still be there when you want to try again. You can climb it in your own time. Just love yourself till then. Oh, that's amazing. It's so nice, isn't it? Or just add, um, or tell the mountain to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) and you'll see it another day (laughs) or never no that's so nice I think that is such a good way of um summing up what we've been saying really that you know it's it doesn't matter and you're allowed to say no you're allowed to retreat within yeah definitely yeah there's um for all of the the pressures and uh the kind of counterintuitive ways that Christmas presents you with the the need to step into. Actually, this is me being grateful and positive again, but maybe 
those challenges give you the opportunity to practice that self-love, that mm. self-validation, that self-honoring the most, uh, you know, when the pressure's on the most, it, it, it really gives you the, um, almost the pressure to show up for yourself the most too. And that is a gift, you know? So, um, like tune in to what you really need and, and 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 maybe at this time where there is the most external pressure to not do that really say a big fuck you to all of that and say well because the pressure is so big I'm actually going to counter that with a huge pressure to honor myself and give myself yeah. what I and you know sometimes when the chips are really down that's when people can shine the most and maybe if you're feeling that pressure right now, well, turn it into something else. Turn that shit into fertilizer in the darkest times. Make sure that you shine your light on it. All of these lovely metaphors that I use on this podcast, like actually it could be a time to really shine for yourself. And you never know, maybe you will have a different kind of Christmas than you have been led to expect or indeed that you wanted, but maybe just the one that you need, a one where you can finally feel special to you and and have a little bit of what you really need absolutely yeah and I think you're so right but you know it does really um I can't think of the word but yeah it reflects on all of the societal pressures it plays on people's anxieties of being good enough of getting their boundaries quashed and, and yeah I think you summed it up well there well let's both make sure that we live by that over this next couple of weeks and hopefully us doing that will shine a light for others mm -hmm. to be able to, um um it is hard let's be open about what's hard because that can you know and we're doing that we, we've talked about this tonight that's why i knew you were right there were the right i knew you were the right person to um to 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 share this conversation with tonight and um yeah hopefully others will feel just that bit of a sigh of a relief a sigh of relief a bit of lightness the shoulders just a bit less tense you know the heart's a bit less heavy and you know can go out and give themselves what they need because we've talked about the real fucking difficulties in doing that <laughs> well and then it's 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 okay if you just don't enjoy it you know it it's not about forcing yourself to have fun and to feel like a shit person if you're not it's about going well it's not an ideal situation right now so I don't particularly enjoy it and that's all right yeah I mean Scrooge has got a place too right mm. you know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> be a Scrooge tell everyone to fuck off it'll be over but I don't few. even think I don't think not enjoying it makes you a Scrooge I think it it just it's realistic sometimes you know yeah. yeah maybe it makes you a scrooge to everybody else but maybe that doesn't matter because it's what you think about you that matters the most they're just jealous because they're not doing it themselves <laughs> they are projecting their inner scrooge onto you oh there we go you can tell you're fresher out of training than me you're you're right on it with the theory <laughs> <laughs> well listen let's finish up okay yeah. um i 
we'll see you over Christmas at some point. I think we're maybe going to meet up on Christmas Eve. We'll, we'll chat more about that anyway. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for your support, you know, of of me generally as a friend and all of the different dynamics that we operate within. Um, and, uh, yeah, and for supporting the, the podcast as well. And I know, you know, we, we're already talking about what is going to come next in terms of what you and I talk about on the podcast mm-hmm. as a little t- for everybody it's going to be about exploring um kind of non-conventional aspects of sexuality and relationships and and delving into that a bit deeper um mm-hmm. kind of accepting ourselves for all of our messiness and humanness from our um preliminary discussions about that i know there's some of the more practical um kind of uh air quotes inconveniences of of actual sex um which you're very keen to share um and i think that'll offer some relief for people who think that they need to be some kind of perfect porn star style um lover whereas actually you're going to give some insight into some of the realities and uh yeah kind of the noises and the smells and the awkwardness needs to all be normal it's normalizing the normal taking the embarrassment away I think to make it all a bit more enjoyable yes empathy is the antidote to shame well there you go yeah well I'm very excited for that I'm slightly nervous too because they've got some you know awkwardness around that stuff but I'm looking forward to diving in it uh diving into it with you and I couldn't think of anybody that I would prefer to do that with so thank you you're welcome and you know thank you for putting this podcast out because I know that um you know I know people get so much out of it and I personally do not just the ones that I'm involved in but you know lots of the ones that I listen to I'll get tons of sort of reflections that you know I think the validation around it and I I recommend it to clients all the time because I think it's validation around all of these things that you talk about I think are so important and particularly with therapy it's such a obviously understandably it's private it's confidential it's it's sort of normally one-on-one um or Mm one-on-two that you don't get a huge amount of conversation about it and it's such a mad life-changing journey to go through and I think this sort of really brings that bit of community around it and I think you know and just you're a pretty excellent person to have in my life so I think it's great Mm. and you give a lot but you need to you certainly need your time over Christmas to stop giving to everyone else well thank you for all of that and I feel it and appreciate it and take the compliments where you were giving them. I really do. And uh, I will. I fucking will. I have many days where it's just me, the dogs, and my weird little ways on my own. 
having a fucking fabulous time um, and that will make me a much uh, more pleasurable gift to those who I choose to spend my time with. (laughs) Well I actually bought myself a Christmas present the other day and at the start of January I am taking myself to a spa hotel for a night on my own and I specifically wanted to go on my own and I've decided it's going to be a new Christmas tradition for myself. And it was so funny booking it because the hotels and they're like, and is that for two people? I'm like, no, one. Oh, and you want to book dinner as well? Yes. I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the spa. I want to get a massage and I want to take myself out for dinner and then probably enjoy myself later on. And I am going to have the best time and I'm very looking forward to it. So it's my new, my new January tradition. Oh, self-love personified and I know that in uh, a nod to what the next episode that we talk about that's what you were saying about enjoying yourself on the night so you (laughs) absolutely go for it and you can report back if you fancy on the next show (laughs) absolutely and if anyone tries to talk to me they'll be getting a swift fuck off (laughs) (laughs) and a smack around the head with your dildo (laughs) absolutely Right, lovely. Take care, and uh, and I will see. I'll see you soon. Merry Christmas, yeah. everybody else too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, everybody, that's us done for 2022. Thank you so much for being part of the Healing Together community through listening to this podcast and participating in all of the messages to me and each other. Thank you to everybody who was already part of the Healing Together community, my clients, my yoga students, those people whom I collaborate with. To everybody, really. I um, I feel like we've had a good start with the podcast and I have some more guests lined up for 2023. I'm looking to add in those different parts to the podcast that I promised a month or two ago once I've had this rest over Christmas and New Year I will no doubt come back fighting fit with lots of enthusiasm and new ideas and continuing to make what we're already doing really well even better and one such way that you can bring all of these different practices that we've talked about on the podcast together is by attending one of my yoga retreats and the next event that I have is the 1st to the 6th of April and I have a very similar event on the 9th to the 14th of June. There's a very limited number of places left. I think there's maybe four on the April event and two or three on the June event. And both of these are in the beautiful Finca Casabella in Andalusia in Spain. Here we are renting a luxury villa with a pool and beautiful grounds, which we'll practice yoga in. We'll spend time together eating, talking, receiving support from each other, we'll explore some of the local area and generally just have an amazing time. Taking that time to retreat from the stresses of your day-to-day life and find a way to really connect with yourself and do that not just through the practices but also through connecting with others who are doing the same. 
it's a really amazing way to give yourself a chance to go back within and find that peace that comes with loving yourself and with finding the courage and the um, the means to which you can express who you really are to the world around you. I look forward to sharing this event with everybody that's already come in and hopefully with you too. And if you need any further details on that or you would like to book, then just contact me on martinblacklock at gmail.com. All of the details are on my website at martinblacklock.com. And I hope to see you there. But I will definitely see you on the other side of this year in 2023. I will have been married one year on New Year's Eve. And uh, yeah, I think there is a lot to come. The world's changing um, rapidly and significantly. And I really believe, as the Buddhist court says, that chaos should be regarded as extremely good news. There's a lot that's not working. So let's shake it up, change it, and get back to being more human, more natural, connected to our true nature and connected to each other. And therefore we can all heal together. Get strong, stay open, kind and grateful. And I'll see you next year. Lots of love. Bye-bye.